Welcome to the Faith Broadcast. I'm Pastor Carrick Butler II. I lead Faith Christian Center in Austell, Georgia. Thanks for tuning in today. I believe today's message will encourage you, inspire you, help you live a life that makes Jesus famous in every area of your life. And as a result of this message, I believe something good is going to happen in your life as you listen and as you apply it. So listen up. Here's today's message. Do a little bit of review of some of the things the Lord spoke to us in the fall as we headed into the new year. During our faith experience on Wednesday, September 29th, a word of prophecy came forth that said, what about 2019? A turning, a changing, a rearranging. It will be like you turn the corner, says the Lord. All of a sudden, things look this way, but then you turn the corner, you went, wow. You turned the corner, and it was amazing. You didn't know what was on the other side, but when you turned the corner, you went, whoa, I didn't see that coming, God. I knew it was going to be good, but I didn't know what was around the corner. So get ready for what's about to happen at the end of this year. But when 2019 starts, you're turning a corner. Say, I turned the corner. And just get ready to go, wow, whoa, oh, that's awesome. Oh, that's wonderful. So get ready to turn the corner in your life. Get ready to turn the corner in your finances. Get ready to turn the corner in your marriage. Get ready to turn the corner in your family. Get ready to turn the corner in every single area of your life. Because when you turn the corner, you're going to run into the wonders of God. Say, the wonders of God. That's going to cause you to go, wow. That's going to cause you to go, whoa. That's going to cause you to be amazed by the outpouring of the power of your God. So we looked at this extensively throughout the fall. We taught in different series and different aspects of it. We looked at how the Lord told us to prepare, and we looked at turning the corner as a suddenly. And so we talked about that throughout the fall, and we'll go on to see how that connects to the year of abundant harvest later on in our message. And then recently, I was heading to a basketball game recently, and I was looking for a message by Jerry Savelle, and another one popped up I hadn't heard before, and it's what the Lord told Dr. Jerry Savelle to share about 2019. And to sum it up, he said, 2019 will be a year of marvels, wonders, and extraordinary manifestations of the greatness of your God. 2019 will be a year of marvels, wonders, and extraordinary manifestations of the greatness of your God. This is a year of abundant harvest that will cause us all to be in awe of what our God will do. This is a year of abundant harvest, which will cause us all to be in awe with what our God will do. So Ephesians chapter 2, verse 4. But God who is rich in mercy or abundant in mercy. This word mercy means kindness, goodwill, joined with a desire to help those in need. So God who is abundant and overflowing in kindness and in goodwill with a desire to help those in need. Why? For his great love, not just love, his great love, wherewith he loved us. Even when we were dead in sins, as all of us, has he quickened us together, made us alive with Christ. By grace you are saved. Emphasize it's a gift. You didn't work for it. And has raised us up together and made us sit together in heaven place in Christ Jesus. When he raised Jesus up, he raised us up. Why? That in the ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace and his kindness toward us through Christ Jesus. This word kindness in verse 7 means goodness. So in all the ages to come, this one and the ones to come, he wants to show the exceeding abundance of his grace and his goodness toward us through Christ Jesus. God wants to use us as examples 
of the far surpassing and overflowing abundance of his grace, of his generosity, of his goodness, and of his kindness. In other words, God wants to use your life to show off how good he really is. See, something you may not have known about your God is your God is a show-off. And the best way possible, your God is a show-off. And this verse says he's not just going to show off in this dispensation. He's going to show off for all eternity. And how he's going to show off, he's going to point at you. Look what happened in their life. That shows how good I am. Say, my God is a show-off. He wants to show off in your life. He wants to show off in your life to such an extent that you and everyone around you will be in awe with what he will do. Not just, oh, that was nice, Jesus. That was cute. But to do such a wonder, such a work in your life that everybody is in awe with what God does in your life. To do such a level that those of you who are super talkative and can run your mouth at a mile a minute, that you run off of words to say. When God does something, you go, oh, Jesus, I'm lost for words. You know, that's a miracle in and of itself. <laughs> he wants you to be in awe and with all those around you to be in awe because this is just who he is. How do you know that? Go to Psalm 77 verse 14. We're a Bible-believing church. We build our case of Scripture on Scripture on Scripture. So go to Psalm 77 verse 14. Your God wants to show off in your life. And there's some things he wants to do this year that's going to leave everybody in awe. Psalm 77. Psalm 77 verse 14. Thou art the God that does wonders. You have declared your strength among the people. The word wonders here means marvels and the extraordinary or the extraordinary. Wonders are events that cause admiration and amazement. To wonder is to have a feeling of surprise mingled with admiration caused by something beautiful, unexpected, unfamiliar, or inexplicable. See, God is into surprising his people with wonderful, amazing, and marvelous displays of his goodness. God is into surprising his people with wonderful, amazing, and marvelous displays on your goodness. So there's some things that are going to happen to you this year that is going to be a surprise. That something good's going to hit you like, whoa, where did that come from? And God's going to go, surprise. This is who he is. He'll do it in such a way that it'll make you wonder and go, I wonder how that happened. How in the world did God do that? It's a wonder. See, God can do stuff that makes all you smart people go, hmm. You know, all you very brilliant mental people that you think a lot, you process everything up here. You go through. You're very logical. You got everything's an A, B, and C. There's no gray. It's all black and white. God can do stuff that makes you go, huh. Hmm. Psalm 40 verse 5 says this. Many, O Lord my God, are your wonderful works which you have done, and your thoughts which are to us. They cannot be reckoned up in order unto you. If I would declare and speak of them, there are more than can be numbered. 
The type of wonders and the amount of wonders God wants to do in your life are beyond what you can count. That you'll try to count and you get lost. See, I have a great accountant. She's anointed. But God wants to do so many wonders this year that she can't count it. Job 9.10 says it this way. God, which does great things past finding out. Yea, and wonders without number. Exodus chapter 15, verse 11. Moses and the children of Israel began to sing this song after God brought them out of Egypt and closed the Red Sea upon their enemies. Moses goes, who is like unto you, O Lord, among the gods? Now, this is not just a random statement. You have to think, remember, Moses was brought up in Egypt with Egypt's finest education. He's very familiar with all the gods of Egyptian mythology. He's very familiar with all the gods of Mesopotamia and the Middle Eastern area because he lived there for another 40 years when he was in the desert. He's very familiar with everybody's belief system. But notice this, who is like you among all those fake gods? Who is like you, glorious in holiness, fearful in praises, doing wonders? None of those gods in Egypt, none of those gods in the desert can do wonders like you. Go to Genesis chapter 18. Genesis chapter 18. We're going to focus on verse 14. Genesis chapter 18. We're going to focus on verse 14. We know in this passage, God appears to Abraham and Sarah. Different things happen in the conversation, and God makes good on his promise. He says, when I come back this time this next year, Sarah's going to have a baby. And Sarah hears God say that, and she laughs. Abraham laughs. Sarah laughs. because like, look, look, God, we old. You know you're old when the Bible agrees that you are old. Come on, they're 190. That's past having a baby age. Because imagine this happened. We have a couple in our living epistles ministry. And you go to the doctor, and the doctor says, well, guess what? <laughs> that would be a wonder, wouldn't it? <laughs> and so they're not in the greatest place of faith. But verse 14 in the Amplified Classic Edition says it this way. After Sarah laughs, God says, is anything too hard or too wonderful for the Lord? At the appointed time, when the season for her delivery comes around, I will return to you and Sarah will have born a son. Is there anything too hard for me, God asks? Is there anything too wonderful for me? And of course, that answer is no. Go to Exodus chapter 34. This is who your God is. Go to Exodus chapter 34. There's nothing too hard for him. There's nothing too wonderful for him. He does wonders beyond number. He wants to do so many wonders you can't even count. He wants to show off in your life. Exodus chapter 34, verse 10. And he said, behold, I make a covenant. Covenant's a big deal with God. God doesn't break his covenants. And as you'll see in this message, this covenant didn't disappear in the Old Testament. It's still in the earth today. Before all your people, I will do marvels or wonders, such as not been done in all the earth, nor in any nation, 
and all the people among which you are shall see the work of the Lord, for it is a terrible thing that I will do with you. The word terrible here in King James means what causes astonishment and awe. The awe-inspiring, what inspires and causes godly reverence. So God says, I'm going to do such wonders that have never been seen in all the earth, not in any nation, and everybody around you will see what I do, for it is a thing that's going to cause astonishment and awe. It is going to be awe-inspiring. It's going to inspire and cause godly reverence with what I'm going to do in your life. That's what God wants to do in your life. That people look at you and are astonished. That they're inspired to reverence God and stand in awe when they see what God has done in your life. That's what type of wonders he wants to do in your life this year. The message version says it this way. And God says, as of right now, I'm making a covenant with you. In full sight of your people, I will work wonders that have never been created in all the earth and any nation. That all the people with whom you're living will see how tremendous God's work is. The work I'll do for you. Take careful note of all I command you today. So notice, this covenant did not disappear in the Old Testament. God has covenant with his people to do wonderful things that will cause people to stand in awe. This is who he is and what he desires to do in your life. Go to Jeremiah 33 verse 9. Jeremiah 33, verse 9. He is the God that does wonders. Jeremiah 33, verse 9. Jeremiah chapter 33, verse 9. And this is what God says. And it shall be to me a name of joy, a praise, and an honor before all the nations of the earth which shall hear all the good that I do unto them. And they shall fear or reverence and tremble for all the goodness and for all the prosperity that I procure unto it. The New Living Translation says this way, Then this city will bring me joy, glory, and honor before all the nations of the earth. The people of the world will see all the good I do for my people. Say, my people. And they will tremble with awe at the peace and prosperity I provide for them. The message version says it this way. But now take another look. I'm going to give the city a thorough renovation, working a true healing inside and out. I'm going to show them life whole, life brimming with blessings. I'll restore everything that was lost to Judah and Jerusalem. I'll build everything back as good as new. I'll scrub them clean from the dirt they've done against me. I'll forgive everything they've done wrong, forgive all their rebellions, and Jerusalem will be a center of joy and praise and glory for all the countries on earth. They'll get reports on all the good I'm doing for her. They'll be in awe of the blessings I am pouring on her. If God would do it for Jerusalem and Judah, Know that the God who does wonders is willing to do it for you. He didn't just leave it to Jerusalem and Judah. They get, they get that good deal. See, you got grafted in. If God is willing to do it for them, he's willing to do it for you. When he gets to the New Testament, you see the ministry of Jesus is full of wonders. In Matthew chapter 9, verse 33, after Jesus cast out a devil and the person who was demonically bound began to speak, the multitudes marveled, saying, it was never so seen in Israel. That when Jesus delivered the person, everyone said, we've never seen anything like it. God wants to do wonders where people start saying, we've never seen anything like this in our entire lives. We've never even heard about anything like this. Go to Matthew chapter 15. 
Matthew chapter 15. This is just who your God is. The one who does wonders. The one who shows off. The one who does such amazing things that cause people to stand in awe. Matthew 15 verse 30. And great multitudes came unto him, having with them those that were lame, blind, dumb, maimed from the missing limbs, and many others, and cast them down at Jesus' feet, and he healed them, insomuch that the multitude wondered when they saw the dumb speak, the maimed to be made whole, the lame to walk, and the blind to see, and they glorified the God of Israel. So it wasn't just healings. It was healings on such a level that everybody there stood in awe and wondered. See, I'm believing this year that we have such amazing miracles happen in this church that people stand in awe. See, it's normal for people to get healed here. It's just the normal thing. People get healed. If the Sunday goes by, man, no one was healed. Wow, what's going on today? That's more of a strange thing than people getting healed. That's normal. But I'm believing for such miracles to happen that when it happens, people go, whoa. That before you guys can even praise, like a holy hush hits the room and everyone goes, <gasps> Because our God does wonders. Such miracles, signs, and wonders that is reminiscent to the days of Jesus in the early church. That's what I'm believing for in this house this year. Go to Matthew 21, verse 19. Matthew 21, verse 19. And when he, Jesus, saw victory in the way, he came to it. And found nothing thereon, but leaves only, and said unto it, Let no fruit grow on thee henceforth, henceforward forever. And presently the fig tree withered away. And when the disciples saw it, they marveled. They wondered. They were in awe, saying, How soon is the fig tree withered away? Jesus answered and said unto them, Verily I say unto you, If you have faith and doubt not, you shall not only do what is done to the fig tree, but also be saying to this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and it shall be done. So we know what... Caused the fig tree to wither away. As we study more in Mark 11, it was faith, right? We've talked these passages many times. The power of your faith can cause people to stand in awe. That you using your faith this year to cause things to be removed that are in your life, to call things to wither away that are in your life, to call things to get out your life that need to get out, will cause people to stand in awe when you use your faith. I'm believing for such manifestations of your faith this year that everybody stands in awe because you learn how to use your faith on purpose. Go to Mark chapter 5, verse 19. That you speak to the situation and they change because you opened your mouth. Mark chapter 5. We know this is the story of the demoniac who was delivered marvelously. He was possessed with the legion of demons. The whole region knew who he was. He had the whole region captive in fear. He was a walking haunted house. Mark 5, 19, how be it? Jesus didn't allow him because after he was delivered, he was clothed. He was in his right mind. He said, Jesus, let me stay with you. Let me be one of your disciples. Let me come with you. But he says, no, you can't come with me. Here's what I want you to do. Go home to your friends. Go home to your circle. And tell them how great things the Lord has done for you and has had compassion on you. And so he obeyed. And he began to publish in Decapolis, that means the region of ten cities, ten cities, how great things Jesus had done for him. And what happened? 
all men marveled. All men wondered as this man shared his testimony. That God is going to do such wonderful things for you this year, you can't keep it to yourself. So you start telling others, this is what God did for me. Man, this is what God just did for me. This is what Jesus did for me. And everybody just, huh, really? And they just stand in awe, and then you follow up, hey, if you do it for me, he can do it for you too. That God's going to do such things in your life as going to give you a testimony that causes everybody to stand in awe. Mark 12, verse 17. They're trying to trip Jesus up. But Jesus answered, said, Render unto Caesar the things that are Caesar's, and to God the things that are God's. And they all marveled at him. What did they marvel at? His wisdom, his answer, and his revelation. I'm believing for such wisdom and revelation to come forth through the ministry of the word this year that the revelation causes people to stand in awe. And so we've never heard anything like that before, but it's right here in the book this whole time that our eyes are open to such a level because we're a high-level teaching center of the word of God that revelation causes people to go, whoa. Go to, Act, go to John chapter 5, verse 20. John chapter 5, verse 20. Jesus' ministry was filled with wonders. Notice what he had to say about it in John chapter 5, verse 20. John chapter 5, verse 20. For the Father loves the Son and shows him all things that himself does. He will show him greater work than these that you may marvel. So Jesus is saying, you're tripping over this wonder I just did. You're tripping over this miracle. But my Father, my God, loves me. And he's going to show me more things to do so that y'all can trip some more. So don't get settled. It's like, man, this has been amazing so far. This has been some amazing things. Wow. But because God loves you, he's going to show you more things to increase the wonder around those around you. And now it's based because he loves you. He's abundant in mercy with the great love where he loved us. Because he loves us so much, he's going to show off in our lives. Go to Acts chapter 2, verse 1. Acts chapter 2, verse 1. Acts chapter 2, verse 1. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire, and it sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Verse 7, the people around them saw this outpouring of the Spirit and heard what was going on. And they were all amazed and marveled, saying one to another, Behold, are not all these which speak Galileans? I'm believing for such outpourings of the Holy Ghost this year that all the neighborhoods around us go, whoa. Hallelujah. Not just the people who are in here and watch online or watch the videos later, but everybody around us goes, whoa. Amen, amen. Go to the next chapter, Acts 3, verse 7. By the way, we're starting a walkthrough of the book of Acts on Wednesday night. I'm going to teach on the book of Acts. Acts chapter 3, verse 7. Peter and John are going to pray at the temple. And there's a man who's been there all the time, every day. He comes there to beg. That's how he makes his living. 
And Peter took him by the right hand and lifted him up. And immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. And leap, he leaping up stood and walked and entered with them into the temple, walking and leaping and praising God. And all the people saw him walking and praising God, and they knew that it was he which sat for alms at the beautiful gate of the temple. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at that which had happened unto him. And as the lame man which was healed held Peter and John, all the people ran together unto them in the porch that is called Solomon's greatly wondering. And when Peter saw it, he answered unto them, hey, why are you wondering and marveling at this? Why are you looking at us by our own power or holiness have we made this man walk? But as he goes on, it says, faith in the name of Jesus has made this man whole. Faith produced this wonder. Go to the next chapter, Acts chapter 4, verse 13. The religious leaders arrest Peter and John, but 5,000 people were added to the church that day. Acts chapter 4, verse 13. They're questioning Peter and John. Now, when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men, they didn't have the religious training that they all had. They marveled. They wondered. And they took knowledge of them that they had been with Jesus. They looked how they were responding in this situation. They looked at their boldness. And as they looked at them, they understood, these guys have been with Jesus. See, God wants to do such a transformation in you, not just around you this year, in you. The people look at you and say, oh, they must be with Jesus. Because when you're hanging around people enough, you rub off on each other. See, you got to hang around Jesus here so his characteristic can rub off on you. So when people look at you, they see the rub off that came from Jesus. When people look at you, they see, hey, they just seem a little different. There's something amazing about them. And you keep walking in the fullness of your redemption. It becomes so wonderful, so glorious, so amazing that the uninformed, when they do a double take, will mistake you for Jesus himself. Because that's how much you're walking with them. That they do a double take. It's like, did, did, did I just see a risen Messiah walk around here? Why? Because he lives in you. And it's time for us to be Jesus to the world. It's time for us to be wonderful, amazing people because the wonder worker lives on the inside of us. And the spirit of the wonder worker rests upon us. It's time for us to walk in amazing and wonderful things that cause everybody to stand in awe. Now pay attention to this. Some of the wonders and suddenlies people will receive this year will be their harvest. Some of the wonders and suddenly people will receive this year will be their harvest. For years, so many of you have sowed seeds of obedience, finances, service, faithfulness, love, and much more. God never forgets a labor of love or a seed sown. So your harvest is going to be wonderful and it's going to cause people to stand in awe. Go to James chapter 1. Let's close this here. James chapter 1. James chapter 1. James chapter 1. Verse 17. 
began to look at part of this verse in our Christmas experience. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above. This word gift means continuous and habitual. So it paints the picture of saying God's habit is giving good and perfect gifts. God's habit is giving good and perfect gifts. This is God's habit. This is just what he does. The word good here means improving, enhancing, or upgrading. The word good means improving, enhancing, or upgrading. The word perfect means completing or perfecting. So if it comes from God, it adds to us, it completes us, it upgrades us, it finishes us, and it comes from him. So you can't say, well, God sent this to teach me something. God made me broke to teach me something. God made me sick to teach me something. God made me depressed to teach me something. God set my house on fire to teach me something. God made me marry that person to teach me something. No, if it comes from God, it's good. If it comes from God, it's upgrading. If it comes to God, it's completing. See, you had to have so much confidence in your relationship with God that the Carters have with each other. If they can sing, let me upgrade you, you should be able to say, God upgrades me. God wants to upgrade your life this year. Because every gift he sends is good. Every gift he sends is upgrading. Every gift he sends is completing and enhancing and improving. This next phrase, and come up down from the Father of lights, this phrase, come up down, means a downpour or a thunder shower. You know, someone was joking on social media, says it seems like the sun took a vacation the last few days in Atlanta. We had all this cloud, all this rain, and when it rains in Georgia, it really rains. But that's what you picture when God sends gifts. They're good. They're upgrading. They're enhancing. They're completing. They're improving. But when he sends gifts, they come down like a thunder shower. They come down like a downpour. God sends gifts like a downpour. Every gift he gives is good, and it is his habit to send good gifts like a heavy downpour of rain. But you must get yourself in a position of faith and faithfulness in order to receive from God. Because if it's a gift, it's grace, right? But the way you receive grace is by faith. So some people are like, if God gives gifts like this, why haven't I been hit with some lately? If you don't get yourself in position to catch, you'll miss it. See, some of you this year, you've got to realize this is my year to play catch. This is my year to get in a position of faith and faithfulness because I'm not giving up just because I had one rough day. I'm going to get myself in position so that when God tosses, I got it. When God throws a good gift, I got it. When God throws an upgrading gift, I got it. When God throws an enhancing gift, I got it. When God throws a completing gift, I got it. I'm not dropping this gift. See, I'm not going to be fancy trying to catch it with one hand of faith. No, I got I got this. I'm not letting something slide this year. I'm not letting harvest pass me by this year. 
I'm not going to miss a good gift this year. I'm not going to miss an upgrading gift this year. I'm not going to miss an enhancing gift this year. I'm going to get everything God has for me so that when it's all said and done, everybody stands in awe and goes, whoa. Everybody goes, wow. Everybody goes, man, that's amazing. Why? I serve the God that does wonders. So I'm going to keep myself in a position of faith to receive what God has for me, and I'm going to be faithful and keep doing what I know to do so I don't miss out on my harvest. Because every gift he sends is good. Upgrading, enhancing, and completing. So stay in a position to receive this year. Not just in January, but all through the year. So that when people look at you, they stand in awe. Don't be like the Israelites of the first generation, Hebrews says, that the word preached to them did not profit them because it wasn't mixed with faith. Mix the word of the Lord for this year about being a year of abundant harvest, a year where you'll stand in awe, a year where God will do marvels and wonders. Mix it with faith. Well, what is, what is the mixer? How do you mix things with faith? Your tongue. Keep your mouth right. You need to say every day, this is my year of abundant harvest. I'm going to stand in awe this year. This is a year for marvels and wonders and God to do amazing things. This is my year. So God, show me your glory today. I'm going to stand in awe today. I will see your goodness in the land of the living today. I'm not giving up. I'm going to stay in faith and I'm going to be faithful. So you have to receive the word. Because the Bible says when you receive the word, with a shout or with gladness, you get immediate production. But you have to let the word go deep enough to remove things out of your life that would choke the word. So that means you got to meditate on this message again and again and again and again and again. Because faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing by the word of God. That's why we put out our messages on podcasts, on Spotify, on YouTube, and always looking for different ways to get the message out so people can grow in their faith and grow in the things of God. So what do you do? You hear Bishop say it on New Year's. Go to bed, get up, praise God. 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 And as you keep going through that process of faith, you'll keep seeing wonder upon wonder upon wonder upon wonder upon wonder. I'm looking forward to surprises. See, just in my life, I'm a person that's hard to surprise because I'm always paying attention and thinking and getting ahead of people. And so it takes a lot to surprise me. But God promised me he's going to surprise me this year. And so I'm just looking forward to some surprises. I don't know. I'm looking for, are any of y'all looking for some surprises? Stuff that I couldn't, Ephesians 3.20 level, I couldn't even think about that. I couldn't even imagine that. I couldn't even think to ask for that. But look, there it is. I had some good things happen in 2018. But I'm looking for some things that make me go, whoa, wow, oh, that's amazing. I knew that was going to be good, but I didn't think about that, God. That's what this year is. Just get ready to receive. Stay in a position to receive. Not just when you come to church. Stay in position to receive every single day, all throughout the day. Amen? Stand to your feet. Hallelujah to Jesus. Come on, lift your hands to heaven.
Say, I receive the word of the Lord. This will be my year to stand in awe. This will be my year of abundant harvest. This will be my year of marvels, wonders, and amazing displays of the greatness and the goodness of my God. I'm not going to miss any good gift, any upgrading gift, any enhancing gift. I'm going to receive what my good God has for me. And it's all coming to me because he loves me. And the result will be I'll be in awe. Those around me will be in awe. And I'll be able to bring more people to Jesus than ever before. Go ahead and shout about that. Hallelujah to Jesus. Glory to God. Glory, glory to his holy name forevermore. Hallelujah. Oh, Father, we thank you for having this in your plan for us. We believe your word. See, some of you in here say, well, preacher, that would be nice. We'll see. If you're a real C person, you'll see it, but not in your life. You'll see it. Look at all these people happen to them. And then you'll make up a religious doctrine. Well, God just loves them more than me. No. It's just because you didn't get in a position of faith to receive it. You'll be like the person who stood by the king in the days of the prophet, who talked about they were in a time of famine. And some of the prophecies is by tomorrow, everything will be cheap and available. The God was going to change it overnight. And the man who stood by the king, can't these things be if God opened up a window in heaven? And the prophet looked at the advisor and says, look, you're going to see it, but you're not going to eat it. And overnight, God did something they would have never guessed. God, they were like, how would God use four lepers? to deliver an entire kingdom from being sieged by an enemy. But God did it. So don't think God has to do it one way this year. God's got a million ways to do it. Ways you would never even guess. So don't be the real seed Christian. So I'll see it, then I believe it. That's not faith. Be I believe it, and I'm going to see it, Christian. Keep this word in your mouth. Keep it before your eyes. Keep it in your ears. Stay in position and stay faithful. To get everything that God has for you this year, you have to be all in. Don't just be, well, I got a toe in. Well, I'm in a kiddie pool. I got my ankle in. No, all in. Jump on in. See, some of us go to the swimming pool to look cute. Some people go to actually swim. Be the people that when it comes to the goodness of God, you're jumping in the pool not caring what happens to your hair. Go ahead and jump all the way in this year. Go all in for God, all the way in, all the way in, not caring what people think, not caring what people look like, oh, you're just too serious about Jesus this year now. You don't understand what I'm getting in position to receive. Don't have to believe me, just watch, because by the time this year is over, you may be with me too, so keep running your mouth. You got a lot to say. But your conversation is going to change when we see what my God does. So don't be concerned about others. Don't even pray for God to remove all your haters and enemies away. Because you need an audience when God blesses you. 
Let them run their mouth. Let them subtweet you. Let them talk about you. And you just forgive everybody of everything and laugh your way to the bank. Don't get distracted this year. Don't let anything get you out of position to receive. Don't let what people say. Don't let what the circumstances say. Don't let anything the enemy does. Because remember one of the things the Lord told us last year is the enemy will try this year. But God will respond to everything the enemy brings up with a suddenly. So if Satan tries something, it's like, oh, that was your best shot. Well, God's going to answer this with a suddenly. Well, pastor, I just got this report. Well, get ready for a suddenly. Well, this just popped up out of nowhere. Well, get ready for a suddenly. Well, pastor, I've been praying for my child for years, but it seems like they're getting worse. Get ready for a suddenly. He says, well, I've been believing God for this for all these years. Just get ready for a suddenly. Because we've already turned the corner. We're not getting ready to turn the corner. We already did it. We're already in. So you might have make a decision not to just tiptoe in, but hey. I want you all the way in. Don't play with it. Don't play Christianity. Don't be cute with it. You better get everything. Don't say, well, don't take all that. Yes, it does. Don't be the one who stands by and says, well, I'm a conservative Christian. Well, conservatively get your tail into the goodness of God. <laughs> oh, it's about to be a wonderful year. You hear what I did there? A wonderful year. A year full of wonders. I hope you enjoyed today's broadcast. Connect with us on social media. Our handle is at WeAreFaithATL. Follow us online at FCCGA.com. If you want to support the ministry financially, you can text FCCGA to 73256 or give online. But most importantly, we never want to close a broadcast without giving the opportunity to make Jesus the Lord of your life. So if you never pray this prayer, repeat after me. Meet it from the bottom of your heart. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, I believe that Jesus is your Son. I believe that He died for me. But on the third day, you raised him from the dead. Dear Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Save me now. Forgive me of my sins. Fill me with your spirit and help me to live this Christian life. If you pray that prayer, we believe you've been born again. So if you pray that prayer, let us know by connecting with us online or emailing us at info at Once again, thanks for tuning in today. We look forward to seeing you next time. Have an amazing day.